Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There's a news story that um, I'm imag- I imagine has caught your attention. And it's got a lot of us asking what the full story could be concerning a former RCMP officer by the name of William Miker. William Miker was arrested a week ago in Vancouver and charged with foreign interference. Miker was granted bail on Tuesday of this week. It's alleged in an RCMP news release that Miker, quote, used his knowledge and his extensive network of contacts in Canada to obtain intelligence or services to benefit the People's Republic of China, end quote. As well, it is alleged, quote, Miker contributed to the Chinese government's efforts to identify and intimidate an individual outside the scope of Canadian law, end quote. Now, these offenses are contained in the Security of Information Act. William Miker had on several occasions been a house guest of our next guest, former Globe and Mail editor and author of 22 Murders, the terrible murder spree in Nova Scotia, Paul Polango. Joins us on the Roy Green Show. How are you, Paul? Hey, I'm doing fine, Roy, and how are you? Good. It's good to talk to you again. How, how, did, uh, how did Bill Miker fit into the narrative of your book, uh, Dispersing the Fog? Because you wrote about him in 2006. Well, <clears throat> when I was writing Dispersing the Fog, one of the uh, things I was looking at or came to look at was uh, Chinese uh, espionage agent, agents operating in Canada. And then that turned me on to Project Sidewinder, which involved the investigations into this. And uh, I was alerted that Bill Miker was a person who would know a lot about this. And he was, uh, I ended up meeting him, and he was a high flying. Um, in his time, in his 20-something years with the RCMP, he had the reputation of being one of the elite uh, policemen in the country. I mean, he was an inspector in the RCMP at a relatively young age. Um, You know, he he was a super cop. They called him Wild Bill because he did undercover operations involving the Hells Angels, Colombian drug lords, fraud artists. You name it, and uh, Bill was the guy doing it. So, what is or was Bill Miker to you? He uh, he visited your you at your home on several occasions, and I believe, not that I'm spying on you, Paul, but he slept over at your house, did he not? Oh yeah, a couple of times. I mean, um, a funny thing was Bill Bill was there one time, and, and in 1988, I wrote a, uh, an article on the front page of the Globe and Mail about my grandfather from Hamilton who lived in Brightside um, turning 100 years old on Christmas Day, 1988. So Bill was reading uh, that article one day, sitting in our living room, and he goes, your grandfather came to Cape Breton with his cousin. Well, my mother's uncle has the same name as your grandfather's cousin. So the next thing you know, he calls his mother up on the phone, and it turns out it's the same person. So we're like shirt tail relatives. <laughs> uh, just one of those funny, funny moments. Yeah. And uh, you know, we went from there. We had a you know he'd be in he was living in Hong Kong at the time, 
And, you know, occasionally we would communicate back and forth. I remember one time him calling me from the Hong Kong subway and saying, yeah, Paul, you got to move here. This is where all the action is. This is, this is, there's a lot going on here. And I said, Billy, I'm not, I'm not going to Hong Kong. I'll, I'll stay in Nova Scotia. So how did this fast rising RCMP officer wind up between Canada and China? How, do you know? Well, what happened, you know, he got involved. There's a whole sort of industry to develop. I don't have to be somewhat careful about what we say because he's charged to the oh, don't serious worry. crime. I, I know how to get you, you know, you know, the, you know the rules, you know the law. So he got, you know, there's a whole industry that developed in the 80s and 90s. You know, with, as police lost the ability to uh, investigate white-collar crime and other crime, former policemen set themselves up in business along with forensic accounting firms to take over what the police were doing and charging megabucks to do it. So people got really rich really quickly. And Bill Miker was, uh, you know, uh, 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 he's a larger-than-life character, sort of a, almost a James Bond character in, minor, in, in real life. He got involved in this and started, and then he got hooked in with uh, uh, companies in Hong Kong, especially banking companies, and was doing security work for them. And uh, track, they ended up tracking down money all over the world uh, as this really uh, expensive, uh, highly functioning uh, undercover operator turned private investigator. So and then, mm -hmm. well, then, and I'll answer the next part for you. Sure. Then in 2016, this is a key moment that's not really discussed in the news reports of what happened with Bill Miker's arrest, is that in 2016, the Chinese government and the Canadian government signed an agreement. And that agreement meant that through that agreement, uh, money that was taken by fraud artists or thieves or any kind of uh, uh, nefarious activity, the perpetrators could not move to the other country and hide the money. That the, so the Chinese could reclaim money that was stolen in China and bring it back to China. Vice versa, Canada could do the same in China. And this put Miker in a very good position in Hong Kong because he could work both ways. He could recover assets for Canadians or recover assets for the Chinese. It's fairly dangerous work. Well, it is. And then what happened was, like, even in my book in 2008, I talk about Miker. One of the things I talk about, and, and Miker at the time was very disparaging of the RCMP, saying that they were disorganized and they couldn't do the kinds of investigations they should be doing. And one of the cases he was, he was working on involved a, a Chinese general who had uh, secreted money into Canada, and uh, he was trying to deal with this case at the time. I mean, it, it was a very sort of uh, just below the, the radar, high-profile case, and he was involved in that. But in recent years, he was involved in a case and I'm not, I'm not going to say it's the same case, but a similar sort of matter where someone uh, well-known in China had taken money and take, brought it to Canada. Miker, through this agreement in 2016, 
was going after that money technically on behalf of the government of China as per the agreement. That's my understanding. What happened in Canada, however, is that the bad guy or the target of the investigation, we'll call it, he uh, used that money through an, uh, uh, an investor's program to buy citizenship in Canada and became a Canadian citizen. Well, he well he sort of uh, fought off any efforts by Miker and others to come after him, and a number of people were involved in this. Not just Miker, but you see in the recent court filings, another former top um, RCMP investigator, Kim Marsh from Vancouver, and a couple of other people have been named as co-conspirators in this case. So they were all involved. There were all kinds of meetings involving lawyers. I understand. Not from Micra. I don't get this from Micra at all. I get there's other people I know. And so what happened was the tide turned and uh, the, 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 the person who was the target of the investigation started to complain that he was being stalked by these people. And an investigation was begun. And when Micra arrived in Canada, I guess a week ago Tuesday, he was hauled into Vancouver Airport by the RCMP, but the RCMP refused to charge him. Uh, they let him go. But again, my understanding through government sources is that CSIS was insistent that Micah be charged. Let me come back to Paul, um, to, uh, to Micah, um, William Micah, Bill Micah. He arrives in Vancouver, and you said the RCMP, if I understood you correctly, the RCMP didn't arrest Miker or intend to charge him, but CSIS insisted. Do we have a blurring of the lines here? Yeah, well, there's always been friction between the RCMP and CSIS, and then some of this has been aggravated even more by the Cameron Ortis case, which has sort of disappeared into the legal system where the top RCMP uh, uh, civilian was caught leaking information to the bad guys around the world. And that case, I don't know where that stands right now, but it doesn't seem to be moving forward. And that's, and that's caused consternation around the world. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about how this develops. Micah must have had a sense of security about coming here. I suspect that Miker knew something was up. Uh, my intelligence tells me that uh, he 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 could smell something was wrong, and he and he had no trust whatsoever of of Cesar. Uh And and he's not the only one in the world. I mean, you know, there's the Five Eyes, which are the intelligence agencies of the United States, England, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, well, can, Canada has become the weak sister there, but not trusted. And for a number of reasons, mainly because of the, you know, you can basically boil it down to the politicization of all aspects of law enforcement, be it, be it the RCMP and CSIS, which is a counterintelligence agency. And um, my understanding is that Miker was very nervous uh, about things like this. And um, CSIS was w operating at the behest of the government. So I think it's interesting to note that CSIS, the, the charges against Miker were laid uh, last Thursday. 
at the insistence of CSIS, and literally the next day or the day after, the attorney general, who Lametti, David Lametti, was booted out of office. So he would have been responsible and had to sign off on this, and now he's gone. So I think there's a lot going on here uh, below the surface, more than they're indicating. And then the other thing that that affect that that sort of catches my eye here for such a substantive charge for a guy who lives in Hong Kong, the bail was fifty thousand dollars plus a surety, uh, and uh, his passport was taken away. But it doesn't strike me as that just the bail alone doesn't strike me that there's a very strong case here in the opinion of the judge. What kind of guy? Uh, what kind of guy is he? He stayed at your house. What kind of personality is he? Uh, he he's a fun-loving, very uh, very adept at uh, being a chameleon and moving uh, among criminal elements. I mean, some of the people that he snared. One of the cases he, he worked on in Operation Bermuda Short out of Miami with the FBI, they were using, and he told me this when he was sitting in my kitchen having dinner, or my dining room having dinner, that um, he told Sharon and me that, you know, I was doing this investigation and we were using the same boat they'd used previously in the abs, famous Abscam investigation. And I had to explain to the bad guys who would recognize the boat that, oh, no, we got it cheap, uh, you know, because after the government used it, we were able to buy it. And, and, and that he sold that story, that it wasn't a government boat, but it actually absolutely was an FBI boat, you know. Yeah, so that's, he, he has that <laughs> gotta think quickly. to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fascinating to see how this uh, moves forward. And and uh, thank you for alerting me to the fact that you know this guy and uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Always always enjoy the conversations. Well, anytime. And, and um, you know, there, there's one other aspect here, Roy, that what we're seeing here is, you know, I said earlier that Bill Becker got involved in this kind of work back after he left the RCMP in the, you know, the uh, – and I've got 30 seconds, Paul. I've got 30 seconds. Yeah, well, 10 seconds. Well, what has happened is the the police have abrogated their responsibilities to do these kinds of investigations involving commercial crime. So now we have ex-policemen who are basically penetrating the system and penetrating the government system as well and finding out confidential information. I think that's part of this as well. And we'll see if that comes out. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.